This is Powered by Learning, a podcast designed for learning leaders to hear the latest approaches to creating learning experiences that engage learners and achieve improved performance for individuals and organizations. Powered by Learning is brought to you by DaVinci Interactive. For more than 25 years, DaVinci has provided custom learning solutions to government agencies, corporations, medical education and certification organizations, and educational content providers. We collaborate with our clients to bring order and clarity to content and technology. Learn more at DaVinci.com. Hello and welcome to Powered by Learning. I'm your host, Susan Port. With me is DaVinci Client Solutions Consultant, Angeline Evans. And today we're going to talk with Emily Steinkamp, Director, Learning and Talent Development at Rite Aid Corporation, about training across their organization. Welcome, Emily. Hi, Emily. Hi, ladies. So happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Emily, start off by telling us a little bit about your background and your current role at Rite Aid. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, ironically, I came from nonprofits. So coming to Rite Aid has been very different and unique experience. I was in the nonprofit sector for about 14 years, and I was presented an opportunity to join Rite Aid two years ago. A mentor of mine always said, take every interview opportunity. Even if you're not looking, just take it and practice. So I've always had that back of my head. So I'm like, sure, you know, I'll, I'll go with the interview. And at that time, I actually um, was hired in as manager for talent development. And then I was had the wonderful opportunity to be promoted to director of learning and talent development in January of 2020. So I want to say my my green card, like I'm still a little new, but um, I've been told I can't play that new card anymore. And that's long past. So I've been with the company for two years. One of the things that really excited me about Rite Aid was the opportunity for a rebirth, right? Um, I hope a lot of folks have seen the rebranding of our company and coming into the role. I recognized there was a lot of opportunity, right? Um, We had some changes in the company um, for the years that I had not been with. And a lot of the training pieces had kind of stalled, right? As different company ebbs and flows. And so when I came in, we essentially had like a clean slate to start over. And that was exciting. It's also challenging, um, not to say. And so my scope of work currently is to support the, the full chain from our corporate audience to our now sister organizations um, of Elixir, our PBM company, of course, our, our 2,500 stores chain-wide, our DCs. And so our footprint is quite vast. And um, we focus on anything from, our, of course, our crucial compliance to operational training from retail to pharmacy um, is our main scope of work. So with Rite Aid having such a large geographic footprint um, and you're a learning leader for a company this size, how do you handle the challenges of training employees all over the country and all over those different departments and fields that you just mentioned? I credit a lot of our focus on three things. Um, One, relationships. Two, Gemba Walks. And I'll talk about that in a minute. And then three, empowering my team. Um, So first and foremost, my focus, especially as an HR leader, is we have to support our business, right? We have to have those relationships. We need to know our business. We need to be at the table for those discussions. So that way we are keying in on their initiatives, their focuses. But I also hope they can also say we're also addressing some aspects they may have not considered within their training. So when we think about that vast footprint, we have to be connected with our business leaders and be at that table. 
Um, the next piece is at Gemba Walk. Um, so our new CEO, uh, Hayward Donegan, he's not so new anymore either. Her focus is the lean concepts. And so from a company perspective, we've been educated and learning more about lean. And one of those pieces is a Gemba Walk. And what that is about is making sure we have feet on the ground, if you will, an ear to the sales floor, and that we are tapping into our regional store leaders, our store leaders themselves, and we're asking those questions. Long as the day that we're just looking to our business partner for the answer, we must hear from our associate base. And that is something that our executive leadership really prides, if you will, the new Rite Aid on our focus. We have to know what our associates think and what they need before we make decisions on the training support for them. And then the last piece is around that empowering, right? Um, I came in from a nonprofit world, so I knew fundraising, I knew events. Um, I did not know pharmacy. I did not know retail. <laughs> and so it really was tapping into my team, right? We got an amazing group of women, uh, no token males yet to our department. Uh, amazing group of women we've been able to expand over this past year, which has been really exciting. But at the end of the day, and my concept, um, just as a leader in general, is my team's got to know more than me, right? Um, at the end of the day, I hope that they can take ownership, that they have the relationship, that they have the experience or knowledge. And as they need support or help, they're going to tap me or any of my managers. Um, but more importantly, that they know that we want them to bring their creative self to whatever deliverable is being asked. So, Angelina, I think that's kind of how I would summarize how we're tackling the footprint that we currently have. Yeah, thank you so much. That was great. If we dive a little bit deeper, can you tell us more about the strategic approach you might take to the different delivery formats for training that you would give to each of your employee types? So from retail to pharmacy and so forth. Yeah. When I came into the company, a lot of the focus, and I'm sure like many of our more uh, tenured companies, it was very heavy ILT. Um, mm -hmm. to the extent where they were doing like, you know, eight hours of training or two, you know, two day programs. And obviously in today's fast pace, we were recognizing that was not the modality that we needed, whether it was an e-learning or an ILT. And one of the biggest changes that our department has brought to the company is the concept of micro learning, right? Those bite-sized pieces of information with society as fast paced as it is, um, we needed to make sure, and especially in a retail space, that whatever we were giving to these associates, that it was tracking, that it was connecting. Uh -huh. um, but more importantly, that it felt good, right? Like, I got this. I understood that piece. <laughs> I, I can do it again. And especially when we think about the behavior change, right? Like at the end of the day, I once had a, um, an OD professional tell me like, we don't need training. And I was so aghast. I'm like, what do you mean we don't need training? <laughs> of course we need training. But what she was really echoing is, right, like, if we're not changing the behavior, we can train, you know, quote, unquote, all we want. But if we don't see that change in that person, and instead, they just said, Oh, that was fun. I learned a lot, but they don't do anything about it. It's pointless. And um, that is the one piece that we really want to double down on is that you see the change, right? Um, Rite Aid is evolving in so many aspects of the company from what it was to what it needs to be. And that comes down to our associates and for our customers to have that great experience and to see this different side of the company, we have to make sure that those folks feel successful. So time and time again, they're going to they're gonna want a little bit more taste of training, right? They're going to want another bite. And so we are truly taking that micro course 
bite-sized bits of information and all aspects that we do um, moving forward for any platform um, that we have. I love that approach. And it's so true. I mean, micro learning is obviously the shift that a lot of organizations are going, but I love what you said about it needs to feel good, right? So Mm -hmm. if you give someone a daunting long training, they're not going to feel like confident. They're not going to feel confident when they get started. They're not going to have that. I got this mentality. So I really think that is just a wonderful approach and it's, it's probably very successful across your organization. So in that in those micro learning components, what other efforts do you mainly put to make things more creative and innovative? So can you tell us a little bit more about those micro learning deliverables? Yeah, sure. The animation component, right? I'm um, mm-hmm. sure this is definitely nothing net new for all of our learning professionals listening. But for Rite Aid, it was. You know, it was by adding a little bit of fun, right? A little bit of, we want to keep things professional, but at the same time, let's engage and make it look um, a little different than what they're used to. So mm-hmm. one of the biggest pieces that we have incorporated this past year, especially, is utilizing Beyond creating those animations so we can kind of put a a little bit of a color, if you will, to what they're seeing. And we're connecting those dots a little easier by telling that story. One of the biggest pieces I've heard a lot too from our leaders is we have to tell the story. They have to make sure they see those connections. And I think that tool is a wonderful resource to make those points um, key and visible to the learner. And so many of the pieces that we've had in regards to mainly a lot of role-specific um, trainings we've delivered, we've been using Beyond. I love Beyond. It is such a, it's, it's such a great tool for those animation components. Um, and it does, it adds a little bit of a fun flair to the stories that you're telling. And you can just do so much with the different characters and scenes. So for those of you that are listening, if you haven't checked it out, it's V-Y-O-N-D, Beyond. Yeah, it's always Um, going to be cool. It's always going to be go animate to me. Like, I always have to catch myself uh, to say it differently. And the other piece, too, um, we do have a new VP for DE&I. And that's been a very strong proponent for our company to be more mindful of that diversity and inclusion Mm -hmm. piece. And to that point, right, as you're doing those creations, you're making it unique. You're you're making that perhaps individual in a wheelchair or you're making that person with a, a specific headgear piece. Like you're trying to make sure that too, that our learnings are inclusive of our audience and that we're moving away from perhaps the standard individual of what they may quote unquote supposed to look like or wherever that may be and ensuring that our training is also diverse of our customer base and our associates too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So how do you, how have you been measuring the effectiveness of these programs? Like what sort of tracking? Great, great question. So, you know, I would love to say we have a completely built out process in this, but, but we don't. So when I came to the company, we had a legacy LMS system, which was comprised by our tech services team. Um, Quite honestly, I definitely don't have the knowledge to build such a system. So I give the folks who did it, but it was a homegrown system. And with homegrown system, we didn't have some of the bells and whistles like we do with other standard platforms. Mm -hmm. So we recently launched um, Adobe Captivate Prime as our new LMS. And we are working to build build that system. So with that, we have a lot of different pieces, um, some complexities too on how we do our mapping of our associates. And so I'll be honest, we don't have a 100% system in place yet for our evaluations um, due mm-hmm. to our new system. So that is a piece. Definitely come back to me in a year and, and I'll tell you how <laughs> we're doing. But our goal is obviously is to use those different uh, evaluation pieces to address that learner traction. But we need to start from the baseline as we just didn't have some of that data from history. 
So rolling out a new LMS can be challenging sometimes. How have you been increasing awareness across your learner audience about the opportunities that are available and where to go now? Yeah, great question. So it's a partnership that we have with operations. Um, They recently deployed a communication tool to help essentially shift all that comes down to our stores. And so that's one way that we have partnered with operations by utilizing that communication tool to put pieces out, you know, reminding people of what's available through our LMS system. We also have company-wide, like most companies, communication tool that we're able to do little pockets of tidbits of information about the system itself. And mainly it comes down to our our field leaders, right? Um, At the end Mm -hmm. of the day, it's our managers that need to reinforce message, um, follow up with key points. And so we're really trying to make a focused effort to ensure that they feel supported, that they know where to go, because at the end of the day, they're the voice, right, to the associate. And if they have the answers, they can better support their people. So really focusing on that mid-level manager role is very important. Absolutely. Um, so you mentioned at the when we first started um, about Rite Aid's rebrand. So I'm a customer of Rite Aid, so I've I've noticed Thank the you. rebrand Thank as you. well. <laughs> um, what role did your team have in the brand rollout? Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, within the brand rollout, obviously a lot of it came down to our marketing team, um, which did some some awesome work. We were essentially once the brand was identified. To me, it was the so what, right? So we have this great new brand. So what are we going to be doing about it? And it was twofold. One with our pharmacy uh, platform and then two within our retail space. One of our biggest focuses as a company is to evolve the role our pharmacists play, to elevate them, right? To get them beyond the cash register, um, to get them beyond counting pills, and really to connect with our patients that come through the door and be able to provide some good advice whether that's from you know a scientific base of a drug or a more holistic approach from perhaps a supplement or another product that they could use to support them. And mm-hmm. so our team had launched a program in collaboration with our pharmacy team around the perfect fusion. Mm-hmm. And this is a quarterly series that we educate our pharmacists on a wide scope of topics to ensure that they have the knowledge to, again, speak to both sides of the house, if you will, about not only our our medical side, but also the more holistic, natural side of of recommendations. So we will do topics on eating, on headaches, on stress, et cetera. So that way we are truly um, supporting our communities as they come through the door, wanting to know why are we so different and how can our pharmacists help them by aiming and supporting them with that type of material. That was for pharmacy. And then with retail, it's all about our brand ambassador, right? Our retailer associates are the first people that our community sees when they walk through the door. And it was really important by our executive team that we were supporting our retail associates with information to speak to our products, to have that product knowledge, to be able to create a you know safe and clean and supportive environment when they walk through. So what does that customer engagement look like? And then all the while making sure that we are putting that purpose over task. Um, That's a a key coin that our retail team uses of purpose over task and really making sure that we focus on our customers' needs, Um, not about the task perhaps of the planogram or other key and crucial work that our team has to do, but that they're really putting that customer first. So in essence, with the rebrand, it was about supporting the behaviors of our associates to make sure it was matching what we were promoting to the public. 
Absolutely. And it's so important, you know, with a brand rollout that you get everyone to really embody that brand. And it sounds like this approach just really hit that mark. For the delivery format of those programs, you had mentioned microlearning earlier. Was there additional components like performance support handouts, that sort of thing? Yeah, we do a couple different initiatives. Um, infographics, that was a, a oh, new yeah. tool uh, to, to our writing body. A lot of our different team members brought from their former world. And what we found, right, was resources in the past are heavy laden with a lot of content. And content's good, right? But we all know that visual trumps words. And so yep. we focused a lot on the infographic. So again, telling that story, helping that pharmacist or that retail associate through whatever means of, of content we have for them, that was huge. The other piece that we were really focusing on was manager huddles. So again, can we arm our managers with the information they need to have the dialogue with their teams to be able to, you know, share a key piece of, of knowledge with them, but also not have to like recreate the wheel. So a lot of these pieces came on the back end too, that we were supporting our managers to deliver that information and kind of be those eyes and ears, if you will, to whatever that key piece of content was about. Um, so I think those are the, the two biggest pieces that we really supported. Obviously, we've been doing the e-learnings and different packaging, but that's, I think, would be a key for those two products. Great. So you've kind of spoken to it, um, but it sounds like you're really equipping other leaders at your company to then strongly communicate with their team. Can you speak any more to how you feel like the L&D department helps your business really win in this highly competitive market? So how do you help that bottom line? Is it just more of that, you know, arming those managers and other leaders of the company? Uh, Do other components come into play here? Great question. When I think about what we're doing to help the company win, it's being that ear at the table that says, have you thought about this? Or would you reconsider if we did X, right? When we come to the table, I would hope that our client, our business clients are saying, you know, talent really made me think a little different. Or I didn't think about behavior change until you, you, you made me you know, think with that one question. And with that being said, I hope with a lot of the dialogue that we're having with our business partners or with our field leaders who were identified to help us curate content and that we're making those connections. I think a lot of the time in L&D, you're like that puzzle maker, right? You hear yeah. bits and drabs across the, the entire company that those other departments don't hear, but you get the opportunity to. And so how can you pull from that, you know, this department said this, so, hey, have you thought about connecting with that department? and helping those connections and alignment happen. So when you are that one consistent factor, two different discussions, are you also helping the business make those ties and connections by what you say, by the questions that you ask? So long and short, mm-hmm. I realize uh, rambling here just a little bit here. No, no. It would be about the dialogue that we have with our business mm-hmm. and our field. And then we make those connections and tie back to our main company goals. And if not, right? Like, do we step away from the project? Do we reconsider it? Um, Because we've got to make sure we have that alignment. I love that analogy of being the puzzle maker. Thinking of the role of training is really that link, the Mm -hmm. link the departments, because you're in touch with all the departments. So you can really look more holistically than probably any other department at the corporation. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's like, it's a double-edged sword. It's great. But at the same time, like, wow, it's, it's, it's a lot of, uh, a lot of information to carry, but it's fun. Yes. So I can only imagine the extra layer that the pandemics added to 
all of your L&D efforts. And I know Rite Aid's a huge hub for the testing and vaccine administrations. So have you had to navigate any new compliance measures or roll out some rapid training resources to get everybody up to speed? Yeah, um, obviously at the the height of COVID last year, it was a lot of collaboration with all of our HR partners, um, our compliance governing office, um, our different key partners in regard to policies and procedures. Um, the one thing we did create was around the Articulate 360 platform. And when COVID first hit, it literally was like, as we all know, every day something was changing. Mm-hmm. And we were recognizing that, you know, sending out email after email was not going to help our HR leaders in the field, our, excuse me, our operational leaders either. And so we used Articulate 360 as the single source of truth, if you will, for all things updated. So as our COVID task force was constantly updating information based on what we heard, we were updating that platform with the latest tools. So that way that HR staff partner, as they were traveling to stores, could utilize their phone, tap into that platform and have the most up-to-date information. This was before we had deployed our, our new LMS system. So with our legacy site, it's not like they had that capability technology-wise to just tap into you know, our LMS and perhaps pull up a, a talking point. So mm. that, I feel, I, I would hope our, our partners would say was very helpful because as soon as we got something, it was updated and it was available to them. That's wonderful. And were you using the storyline components and the rise components in, in Articulate 360? Yeah, so we had utilized RISE, mm-hmm. which was really great because obviously, um, as every state had a different guideline, our policy, our recommendation, we were essentially able to create those different chapters. So again, mm-hmm. if, if I was working in New Jersey, I could go to my New Jersey tab and there was the latest versus having to filter through all the different states and jurisdictions. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. RISE is such a wonderful tool as performance support and something like you said that might need to be updated often. So yep. that is definitely the right resource for that. Well, this has been, it's been so wonderful to hear about things that, that you're accomplishing at Rite Aid in the learning and development department. Um, are there any other nuggets of wisdom that you'd be able to share with us um, that you've found over your two years migrating to the corporate environment from nonprofit and, and being a learning leader? You know, that is a great question. <laughs> and, and one of the biggest things, and especially in, in the space of this past year, was how quickly it was for myself to get away from that personal learning. Um, you know, I think a, I'm a working mother, um, like many, many women are in the workforce. Mm-hmm. And as we were juggling all these different components, right, of working from home and having children at home and school and with any type of change, let alone a, a level of pandemic, I lost the bit of time for self and self-development. And I think as, as a learning leader, it's so crucial that we're mindful of those pieces that we're really practicing what we preach to everybody else that we support. And uh, I wasn't, <laughs> I, I definitely wasn't. And I came out of 2020 and I love that the start of a new year and I was recognizing like that was my gap. So one of the things actually that I, I did for the start of the new year was um, I got myself a coach and I'm so excited to make some dedicated time. I have that account accountability partner to help me learn and grow um, so that I can be a more of an effective leader, not only for my department, but also for the company. So I think that would definitely be my words of wisdom coming out of 2020 is 
making sure you are taking time to sharpen the saw, uh, as the old saying goes, and that you can really show up to your best, not only to to um, rejuvenate your department, but bring different perspectives to the company. So to your earlier comment that we are staying ahead and that we are being competitive would be my recommendation. Thank you so much. That is great advice. (laughs) And it's so true. I mean, a lot of parents really had a big adjustment with the pandemic. I have a 16 month old at home. You're right. It's taken me a long time to finally realize that I haven't taken that personal development time for myself. I think a lot of times training and development professionals are so focused on um, helping their audiences and the goals of their organization. They often forget about their own professional development because we're so busy focusing on everyone else's. It is such a such a great tip. And I love that as our closing message for this podcast. So thank you so much. Definitely. And, and it's uh, it's it's one of those, you know, from the challenges, you can reimagine and reinvent. And if you think about how you were able to pivot during the pandemic and because of the new brand, Emily, and 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 really reimagine how you did training and and on a personal level, how it's made us all reflect and, and think about what we can do to better ourselves and our companies. So I couldn't think of a better way to end and appreciate all that you shared with us today. It was really a pleasure to meet you. Thank you, ladies. I really enjoyed the time here. I appreciate it. It was. Thank you so much. Angeline, what a nice conversation we had with Emily. She had so many great points. What what are some of the key takeaways in your mind? She did. Um, I think some of the things that really stood out to me are how important building relationships are across your organization. So learning and development professionals really get the inside scoop from each department, right? So they're the ones that can build bridges across the company and help everyone align in support with the organization's business goals. So I think that was a really key piece that we need to remind ourselves Another thing she mentioned was the importance of arming uh, your organization's leaders with the skills they need to successfully communicate the training message and really empower their audience, whether that's your retail workers or your pharmacy workers, your frontline associates, whomever that may be, really making sure their managers are equipped to really help them be ambassadors for the brand and help change behavior there on the front lines. And this is a really big one, especially for reaching audiences across a large geographic footprint. So making sure you have those training ambassadors lined up across your organization. I also love how she talked about the latest rapid development tools her team is using to deliver micro learning. So using things like Beyond and Articulate Rise, um, especially Articulate Rise to deliver that content in the moment of need. And she really hit the nail on the head when she mentioned how creating learning that gets your audience engaged and really feeling confident in their abilities, that's how you're going to affect change and really shift their behavior in the direction that you need it to be and give them those new skills to be successful and inspire them to come back for more training in the future. Yeah, those are great points. And I I love too when she encourage learning and development leaders to think of themselves as the puzzle makers because they're really the ones who are listening to all the departments and aggregating what the needs are because that's what's going to create the most meaningful, impactful training across any organization. So I love that point. Yes, I couldn't agree more. Well, thanks, Angeline. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to Emily today. Many thanks to Emily Steinkamp, the Director of Learning and Talent Development from Rite Aid Corporation. If you have any questions about what we talked about today, you can reach out to us on DaVinci's social channels through our website, davinci.com, or by emailing us at poweredbylearning at davinci.com. Powered by Learning is brought to you by DaVinci Interactive. For more than 25 years, DaVinci has provided custom learning solutions to government agencies, corporations, medical education and certification organizations, and educational content providers. 
We collaborate with our clients to bring order and clarity to content and technology. Learn more at davinci.com.